you're listening to the Rebel Scum Podcast. You are always scum. Rebel Scum. From odds making to list rankings, we've got you covered. And don't forget to join us on Patreon for early access and exclusive content. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. Ho, ho, ho. I'm James, and joining me on this video is Brock, Rob from Bring the Pain, and Ebenezer Scrooge himself. I'm actually the guy from Angels with Filthy Souls. (laughs) (laughs) Good call. This is Favorite Things. It's Christmas Eve. We're talking our favorite things. We're going to narrow it down to our favorite video games today, though. Brock, do you like video games? Yeah, man. I was just playing Far Cry 4. Is that Star Wars Far Cry? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Would could they make a Star Wars version of Far Cry? Uh, I I guess like uh, what do you call it? Fallen Order is kind of Far Cry. I mean, it's the same type of game. There you go. I don't, I don't know. Run, it's close. run, shoot, collect. In the end. I, <laughs> Zelda. That's why it is. It's Zelda. Okay. I'm replaying Fallen Order, and when I say replaying, I mean for the first time again. I okay. just built my lightsaber, and now there's uh, the Mythosaur, and I don't know what to do. So I'm stuck at the beginning of the game. Try to reason I don't... with it. Huh? <laughs> Try to reason with the Mythosaur. Press the diplomacy button. <laughs> I honestly, I get there, they're like, there's a Mythosaur. I'm like, well, how do I get there? And I just run around in a circle, and then I hit the save button, I think, and I leave. And then I come back, and it's not saved, so I have to do the whole thing again, and I can't figure it out. Have they added DLC to that game yet, or is that it? They're mm. done. No, I don't think so. Yeah, there just really hasn't been much added to it. I mean, other than the customizations and then doing all those extra challenges that they added now. So, like, you can literally, I hear the computer version, you can fight, like, hundreds of people, and there's so many mods that go with it. It's pretty cool, but I'll just have the PS version. So, yeah. you know, I'll play that, beat it. But it is, there's a lot of running around. You are right, bro. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of running around. Run, find, get. <laughs> <laughs> Hours. Jump and fall. Fall a lot. <laughs> fall a lot is actually my gamer tag on these because that's what I I am the best at doing. But that was last year's Star Wars game. This year's Star Wars game is Star Wars Squadrons. I haven't had a chance to play. Have you guys had a chance to play Squadrons? I know, Brock, you have. I don't know if anyone else has. So. No, not me. And Brock, so. You are, yeah, right? so I played it. <laughs> it's pretty good. I heard that it's amazing if you have a VR helmet or oh, whatever yeah. you call those, a okay. rig, because yeah. it's yeah, you're first person of the pilot the whole time. Uh, it's annoying to be a Tie Fighter because they 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 legit can't see anything, <laughs> but it's like in the X Wings are they're, they're pretty fun. Like it's they make yeah. it so it's like your experience was like well put this power in your shields or put this power in your weapons or your speed and you're like oh that's cool so yeah yeah and like the story's pretty sweet they put a lot of like characters from other things in it like Hera's in it uh there's i can't think of but it's like if you're looking for a little extra flavor on some star wars it's a good game can't can't suggest it enough no. yeah I agree with that too. I mean, going back into it, that's not my type of game style. Yeah. But it's like even the PvP battles sometimes can just last for 
ever. And I'm just like just flying around. And then, like, like you said, you want to get back into the fence, so you put all your power into speed to get back into it. And then there's some guy that's actually out near you camp at you, so then your shields are down, you get shot from behind, and you just nothing you can do. <laughs> it's like it's great and it's fun. I mean, they've added uh, you since you want to talk add-ons a little bit from the last game. You know, they added on more. Uh, flyers now, so you have uh, different fighters. I think there was three different ones that were added on. It was really neat, but for me, I'm playing so many other games, I, it's like sometimes hard to just dive into that because yeah. you have to immerse yourself into that game. Yeah. That's just my opinion of it. So it doesn't make the top five. Oh, uh, yeah, spoiler. Sure. I mean, I, I did wait for it to go on sale. <laughs> <laughs> and it was already cheap to begin with, right? I think it's, it peaked it up 40 up. or something. Yeah, so like... Yeah. It was at like 20 when I bought it or 30 That's or something good, like that. That's a good price. Video games are very expensive these days. Yes, they yeah. are. Very and that, that was All right, well, yeah. let's, get, let's get into our favorite things or top five video games. Let us know what your top five video games are in the comments down below. I don't have a – hold on. I don't even remember what my number five is. <laughs> hold on. It went – it was all over the place, but I decided to go with uh, – the, the not the newest one anymore, but Jedi Fallen Order at my number five because I I'm struggling. I I'm having fun, but I'm struggling, and I think the story is going to end up being really, really worth it uh, when it all plays out. But that's my number five, Andrew. What is your number five Star Wars video game? My number five was Knights of the Old Republic two, and I went with that because I have played that game twice but I've never gotten to the end. Something about that game, and like I am all about big, giant games, and I, I have the patience to sit through them and get to the end, but with that game, I was never as invested as I was with part one to be like, let's get to the end and see how the story ends. Two times in a row, I tried two times to be like, let's see the end of the story, and it just wasn't doing it for me. And I can't even put my finger on why. It's not a bad game at all. Uh, but just because I couldn't, make that commitment it was like it was like a person i dated a couple times and i'm like <laughs> so I'll, I'll leave it sitting comfortably at number five um and I, that's not a knock against it i think it's a beautiful game it gave us darth nihilus the coolest sith ever after Sheev. so i love it still yeah brock i'm gonna go rogue squadron for the n64 it was like probably the first one that was like whoa that's that's real that felt real like that's a predecessor for like squadrons right now like it's like oh this is cool i, I mean i i don't think it's the first like simulator i'm sure there was other like flight simulators that were probably much better but like the first time to feel like oh wow i'm in an x-wing this is sick mm -hmm. yeah that was that was good that was that was a good game yeah. and the movie will not be based off of that game it better not be. Why? Why do that? Oh, well, we, we, we can do whatever we want. Let's retread uh, old material that we have. Uh, Rob, you're number five. My number five is actually, I, I can't put one above the other. So it's a Super Star Wars trilogy. You got to put them all together. Because the Return of the Super Return of the Jedi is the best game of them all. But it's funny because all three games progressively get better. At the beginning, 
you're kind of just like stuck where you're at. Then in Empire Strikes Back, you kind of have a little bit of this game and a little bit of that game, and then it was Super Return of the Jedi, you're all this. What I mean is, like, you start out using blasters, and by the end of Jedi, you're just always Luke, and you're always using your lightsaber. And the game is freaking hard! The, it, the first levels are hard, but after that, you know, the character selection, you know, you get to be Leia in her outfit, too, you know, the job is palace, you you... When you get your, your force abilities, too, you get, like, flight, you get heal, you can only use it so much, so I can't tell you how often I had to use flight to get me out of a pit, because I missed, because there's a lot of, like, you can't see the jumps sometimes in this game, so it really kind of throws you off, and the, the enemies just fly at you all the times, and they literally will knock you off, so it's a hard game, but all three of them together, I think, goes, because it's technically the same engine, just three different ways, and a hell of a hell of a great game to play. I love those. Do you get yeah, to those... fight Palpatine at the end of that, or do you just fight Vader? Uh, you know what? It's been a long time since I beat Super Return of the Jedi. But uh, you do fight Vader, and I think you do fight Palpatine as well. Oh. Now, the most episode one is in, in Empire Strikes Back. Dude, you fight Vader, he's got everything flying. It's insane, dude. <laughs> it's insane. There's just things flying from every angle, and he's just sitting there, you're like, mm, what the heck, man? But yeah, that one, it's, that one, I'd say, I'd have to definitely go replay his return. Yeah, like, that Metrovania style is, like, slowly coming back in, like, indie games and what have you, but I remember those games being notoriously hard, at the like, like you said, right off the bat, and you're just yeah. like... But I like Star Wars and I like Nintendo. Yeah. Like I want to be able to yes. do both. <laughs> there are parts of the Mandalorian that feel like they came from those video games too. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll tell you in the game right at the beginning of part one, you, like you just like, oh look, I found a one up down here. But then you know you're like, oh well, I don't need the one up. So you go on and you die again. You're like, again <laughs> because you always get like killed and in that first part, like. You know, you do literally, if you listen to any of the reviews about it, literally the first two boards in Empire and regular Super Star Wars are just completely nuts. Like, it's nuts. And then after that, you're like, oh, you feel like you can actually beat the game. But the story plays well, too. The cinema scenes and the whole feel. And then the graphics get amazing. By the time you get to Return of the Super Return of the Jedi, man, yeah. that's good. That's good. Absolutely. Andrew, you're number four. So for my number four, I went with Jedi Fallen Order um, because it was, I think it gave me, in terms of a modern Star Wars video game, because Star Wars video games are very much of the other generations. I think like once we left behind Xbox part one, we left Star Wars behind too, uh, and then gaming changed. So the idea of getting a Star Wars game in this new generation of gaming was what had me really excited. And I think Jedi Fallen Order gave me like 65% of that. Uh, and the 65% that it gave me was good. Uh, like yeah. I loved Cal, I loved BD, what's his name? BD11 or whatever. Yeah, the little, he's, he's a really, I'm surprised we haven't seen that type of droid on yeah. like Mandalorian or something, because that was a great character. Uh, I loved Seer, uh, the pilot whose name escapes me. Like they're, they're just a cool group of characters. <sighs> the ship is beautiful. Uh, the planets you get to explore are beautiful. Um, and the combat was surprisingly good. It's hard to do lightsaber combat. And they they pulled it off. Um, I'm just, I, I feel like we got a game that took us there, but it didn't 
finish the trip. And there's so much more to do in the Star Wars universe. And uh, you can make something beautiful out of it. Like I, I'm, I keep thinking of like a Mass Effect kind of game where you have like pages and pages of lore in your menu where you can like look at an alien and be like, what's that alien like again? And you can open your menu and, and click on that alien and read all about them. Like a game like that where it's like, oh yeah, the Bith. What's the deal with the Bith? Let's see here, press the back button. Oh yeah, that's the Bith. Like something <clears throat> with that scale to it is what my heart wanted. And I think Jedi Fallen Order was going in that direction before it pulled the car to a stop and was like, yeah, that's all we got. So keep that up and just give me more. And, you know, if they make more games in the future, make a better map system. That's all I ask, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I spent more time in that game cursing at myself for reading the map incorrectly than... <sighs> yeah, that's my number four. Yes. Rob? I have no idea what about him. <laughs> the map system, like when you're trying to collect all the chests and you try to go level up, you're literally there and you're like, where the hell am I at? Like, and you gotta go down and up. It's like, what the heck? Like, I, I, he's right. It drives you crazy. It literally does. <laughs> Did you want my... Yeah, you're number four, Rob. Yep. All right, all right. Well, guess what? So we brought up part one, gotta bring up part two, because part two was amazing. Rogue Squadron 2, Rogue Leader. That game, not only de- debuted with the GameCube, I remember waiting in line at Walmart with my yeah. buddy, and I went and bought the game, and I was like, oh, look, I couldn't wait to get home. And we finally got our GameCube, got home, and I got the black version too. So you know that was sweet. <laughs> and I got home and I put that in and I started playing that game. And I'm gonna let you know, I rehooked all that up and the experience is the same. It's a hard game. And then when you finally get to that, I think the fourth board, when you fight, fight your first Star Destroyer. Now mind you, you fight like four of them later in the game. They build this whole build up and they do the Imperial March when you fly in and you're just sitting there and you're like, Whoa! This is what Star Wars is about. The stories, the extra missions, reflying, they grade you on your things. The different fighters that you could get. Uh, it all took everything. The, the timeline is almost an unbeatable story in Star Wars. Starting out the beginning of Star Wars, Episode Four, the final battle with the uh, Death Star 1, the trench run, going through all the major battles, you know, wrapping up the legs of the AT-ATs, right? Whatever, I always get that messed up anyway. <laughs> And then all the way to the climatic end battle against Death Star 2. It literally takes, which I'm going to tell you, when you die in this game, you go all the way back to the beginning. So you have to fly through the caverns, and then you have to start wrapping more things up. Or I'm going to tell you, the last sequence in Rogue Squadron 2, Rogue Leader, is hard. It's really hard. You just got to take out everything and then do the run and not die. And you get to play as a Millennium Falcon. <laughs> this is always worth it. <laughs> Rock, what about you? What's your number four? Oh, is I'm it Rogue Leader? Way, I'm going to go way back. Uh, yeah. Star Wars Atari, specifically the arcade <laughs> consoles. Remember the ones where you oh, yeah. sat in them? <clears throat> yeah. Once recently at a, like an arcade bar, and it was the stand up cabinet. It wasn't the one you sit in. But like, I, 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 don't, I don't know if there was different versions of this because I honestly only played it once or twice in my life. It's cool now because if you've seen, you can buy those cabinets from like GameSpot or GameStop or uh, yeah. um, uh, EB Games for like 500 bucks. They're so sweet. 
Well, even though it's Atari graphics, it feels like you're in Tron or something like that, but it's like, it's still, like, accessible. It's good. I remember playing, and I was like, oh, this is great. If I ever owned a cabinet, it'd probably be that. But, yeah, like, it was ahead of its game. I, I think that's Star Wars to a T, where it's always trying to push the envelope. So, like, uh, that's how uh. Yeah, especially back then, they were probably really trying to push it. Like, what? Yeah, how do yeah. we max these graphics out? <laughs> they probably did it too. Went through several of those. Uh, my number four is uh, Bounty Hunter: The Django Fett story. It was oh. that was a canon story at one point. I guess it's not anymore, but who cares? Uh, it's a lot of fun. You find out how he got his jetpack. Cooler story of the Mandalorian's jetpack stuff. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I love Jago Fett, so that's really why it's on my list. And I'm terrible at that game also. <laughs> I never played that game. Have I beaten 5 and 4 on my list? No, never. And am I proud of that? Yeah, I don't care. I'm <laughs> I'll go back and keep playing them. One day they'll both be finished. I don't know what. I don't know if I'll be the one that finishes them, but they, they will be completed <laughs> on my console. Uh, Brock, what is your number 3? Uh, my number 3 is going to be... Uh, uh, Fall in order, like, yeah, uh, great story. To the point that, like, it's one of those Star Wars games where it starts making you think about other, like, Star Wars lore. Uh, I don't have it on my list, but Force Unleashed, like, that was great when they're like, oh, this is how we get, this is how we get the logo for uh, the Rebels. I'm like, oh, it's it's somebody's sigil or like, and then also this like whole idea of like a clone's. Uh, guy that comes back in a second. That's a very generic way to describe it. But like uh, Fallen Order, like it got me thinking about a lot of different things. Also, the storyline was like it really grabs you. Like in that first scene when you're on the train and then all of a sudden you're in like an, a, star, a star cruiser or something like that. Like that's so cool. His Jedi Master is like uh, Zeb from uh, from Rebels. Uh, and then like it made me think of the Night Sisters for all for because like there is a Night Sister character in there. I'm like, oh wow, could we bring the, this race back? And I'm like, ooh. So like that alone, and the game was fun. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, am I gonna play it again? I, I don't know. Well, the download DLC would be great for it. I mean, they, there is some, but you know what I mean, like actual expansion. Yeah. Or, like, that I think great. they're just working on a sequel now, though, aren't they? Like they. Yeah. Yeah. They moved on and again. I mean, it's also an EA game, and after how many years of EA being the the the, the hated the developer, because like, what did you do with our Battlefront? <laughs> uh, so it's like, yeah, they still got it. Great, uh, Andrew, your number three. For number three, I have Battlefront Two, the real. <laughs> The real Battlefront 2. Because oh. <laughs> um, the thing with me is I'm a very picky gamer, and I usually just play games on my own. I am not a multiplayer guy, period. But I own two multiplayer games. I own GoldenEye 64 and Battlefront 2. And like when friends come over, those are the two things where I, I hold them up, and I'm like, if you guys want to play a game, this is what I got. And... Battlefront 2 is just, you know, you, you you sit everybody down, you plop them onto Mos Eisley, everybody picks a Jedi or a Sith, and you just you just wail on each other. And it's a lot of fun. And the other game modes are a lot of fun, too. I think the, the reason it's not higher for me is just because of my own crazy, wacky personal bias where 
I feel like a game has to stand entirely on its single player campaign. The multiplayer should be icing, yeah. it shouldn't be the cake. And here it, the multiplayer is the whole cake. Uh, that single player campaign, like I can't remember a single beat of it other than the fact that Tamura Morrison narrates it. And he's like, we clones had to fight all the Jedi. And I'm like, cool. Um, <laughs> there's, uh, there's a lot going on in that game. And there's a lot to, it still leaves you wanting more, but not in, not in a way that I feel Jedi Fallen Order did. This led me satisfied, but still thinking like, ooh, Battlefront 3 is going to be tight. And then it never existed for 15 years. Uh, and then it was very decidedly untight when they finally made another Battlefront game. Uh, but what they gave us in that was beautiful to look at for the time. Uh, it still holds up today as a fun multiplayer game. And yeah. it's still better than uh, anything that I think EA has made since they've gotten the license. Yeah. Sounds good. Oh, yeah. I got to go Battlefront 2, the new version. Ah. <laughs> and again, it goes back to the story of Iden Versio. The way you actually see someone and the, you can feel her. You see, because of the graphics, of course, and then the updated being the part two, you can see her facial expressions. And when she hears the Emperor is down, and then when she starts to disagree as the story progresses. And you had so much there, you know, you get Cinder, and you get to see that firsthand. So then when you're, you know, watching The Mandalorian, you're thinking back to that a little bit too, and, you know, they were talking at the table. And then now you fly back to, you know, how it goes forward in future, and you have her daughter. And then if you read the books too, because, you know, I, I read the books, you find, you know, she and her daughter in some of the books too. And so it really makes you cheer for them. And that story, again, like when Brock was talking about Fallen Order, is it really brings out, it makes you want to go learn more about that time period, which we are with the Mandalorian right now, but more about that time period, what was going on, and how they've been trying to humanize the Empire and make them feel like people. But I got to tell you, my daughter and me from Battlefront 1 and Battlefront 2 did a whole bunch of stuff, you know, just all player versus player, fight, Jedi, fight after fight. We would just sit there for hours playing hero versus villains, hero versus villains, and just getting better. And then I submitted some of those videos to Bombastic's Kills of the Week, and I made it to the top. Like, you know, like I have an epic four kill with Vader where they were all like, they just got killed, and I came around, and I grabbed all four of them, and I threw my saber through them all, and I was like, pop, pop, and they were all dead. And it was, that's how you bring the pain. Like, it just... <laughs> So much to it, and then constant updates. Celebrate, lap just earlier this year when people were going into Corona Mania. You know, the, the whole thing just, I mean, all of the different, adding in, you know, all the droids now too that you can play, and then the extra fighters, it has everything. But for some, it doesn't have anything, and that's fine. For me, it provided a lot of good times with my daughter. Beautiful. That's the point of video games. My number three uh, is the Super Star Wars trilogy of games. Rob's already talked about that. They are fantastic. I remember when it first came out and it was like I went over to a friend's house and I bought a Super Nintendo basically just for those games and I never owned them. <laughs> I tell you what, there actually is a, one of those flashback consoles. It sometimes goes on sale for like 30 bucks and they have all three of them on there as, as well as a bunch of other Atari games. But yeah, the uh, Atari games plus for whatever reason, the Super Star Wars games are on there as well. Great games. Uh, my number two is the uh, the new Battlefront games one and two. Specifically one though, I had the time of my life playing one. Aaron and I would play hours worth of games. The survival mode 
on that one was fantastic. And then uh, I never played anything online in my life. And now when I played online and I, if people were still playing it, I probably would. I just have uh, a kick-ass time playing it. Uh, I like the first one a little bit better than the second one because the second one, uh, they made it a little bit too complicated for, for me. But anyway, uh, Rob, your number two. Number two, Fallen Order. You knew this was coming. <laughs> okay, everybody's pretty much talked about it, but one thing when Brock was talking about the Night Sisters, Marin, she was hot, man. Like, she comes right onto the freaking scene when she comes out with her little accent and just, like, gets you. And then that is, again, goes back to that story that they create. Plus, I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to spoil the ending, but we all know that a certain bad guy shows up at the very end. And what that did for me, living that whole, like, end of the, the whole end sequence when your controller's rumbling from the, like, four shutters and just the feelings going on right now. The way they work up that last fight is amazing. And you also get to see how powerful Siri is as well. And then, as Brock was talking about, you start it starts opening up your mind to, well, damn, where is Cal? And where's Siri right now, this series, because... She's really powerful, and that's why they had to make a part two, because there's no way that this powerful Jedi, these two powerful Jedis right here, can actually exist, or where are they? And that's what opened up so much. Like, I thought for sure at the end of The Mandalorian, Cal might have showed up, but I'm really happy the way that ended as well. But, you know, the customizations. Uh, there was this one part in the game, you want to go back to what Andrew talks about, being wonky there's this part where you have to open this door and you have to jump on it and jump on it i for the life of me don't know what the hell to do here and i'm great at games i'm great at games and i'm like i don't got it so somehow there was this glitch point so i figured the glitch point out perfectly to where i had to get to where i had to go i don't know <laughs> i was like well this works i don't know what this is and it, it was like a force pull and a pull i don't know it was hard it was fun. You fall a lot, but going back to the lightsaber fight, the way you could go just, you know, single lightsaber or dual saber, the way they changed the styles up as well, too, I liked that as well. I just think that overall, why it has to be number two, the story, the feel, even if it came up short, Andrew, the feel and everything else wrapped into one game, it wasn't perfect, but man, a game like that perfect would probably be the best game of all time. Mm -hmm. Thank you for not spoiling the ending. It is brand new, and uh, <laughs> you know people haven't, had, people haven't had a chance to play all the way through yet. So thank you for yeah. respecting that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot I left out. <laughs> what do we have? Two, Andrew, you're two. Did we go? Who have, we haven't got you guys yet, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm drunk on um, eggnog. Oh, I know. You sent me a you sent me a toast an eggnog toast earlier today. Um, my yeah for number two I'll, I just want to say really quickly about Fallen Order something great about Fallen Order that I forgot to mention is I love when video games let me explore, and the Star Wars universe is a universe I've always wanted to explore, and that's the first game that really let me do that. So I got to give it kudos to that. I should have brought that up. Before. Um, so my number two. I'm taking you guys back to the Xbox One era, not Xbox One, but Xbox. Prime, um, <laughs> Obi-Wan, the Obi-Wan nice. game, the game that I walked into a blockbuster with my dad, you could rent the consoles back then, and I was like, dad, let's rent Xbox, he's like, okay, great, you pick a game and I'll pick a game, I picked Obi-Wan, he picked Amped, the snowboarding game, 
guess who won? Uh, so we we took those home. He played Amped for about an hour, and he was like, okay, this is I'm done with this. And I put in Obi-Wan, and 25 minutes later, I was like, well, I need to own an Xbox now. Uh, that, as far as I'm concerned, still the best lightsaber combat in a video game, period. Uh, Fallen Order came really close. I really like what Fallen Order did with lightsaber, but Obi-Wan still gave me so much more freedom. I never felt more attached to my lightsaber. It wasn't like, uh, one of those games with Palkatarn, Jedi Knight, like those just like squeeze the trigger and you swing. Like that felt so counterintuitive to what a lightsaber should feel like. This just put me right there next to Obi-Wan and I'm like, I'm going to swing left. Now I'm going to swing right. And it all made a difference. Uh, I can deflect a bolt now. That was the first time I was able to do that. And it told this great little story that took me before, during the events of episode one, like it kind of swept right through leading into episode one and then seeing things from Obi-Wan's point of view because he wasn't in episode one a whole bunch. He was kind of mm -hmm. stuck on that ship going through the Queen's wardrobe, which must have been creepy if he got caught doing that. <laughs> um, fighting Tusken Raiders, which is always fun. And there's this great little mode where you're, you're in the, the uh, a training room in a tower on Coruscant in the Jedi Temple and you and the whole Jedi Council just go in there and you fight. And it's a training mode for your lightsaber and you're dueling everybody. And that was the first time we got to see Mace Windu's purple lightsaber. And he just fights them all. And uh, you can play as any of them. You can be like, you know, if you're, if you want to be Saisi Tin or Plo Koon, you can be them. You can go, there's no Yaddle, unfortunately, no Yaddle, uh, or Yoda for that matter. But you can pick from these members of the Jedi Council. And um, with, I remember there's a mode in Fallen Order where you can kind of replay the lightsaber duels with like the inquisitors and stuff and like the, mm -hmm. the, the villains that you meet who are lightsaber villains and you can replay those duels. And I always thought like, wouldn't it be great if they made like an add-on where it's, you know, no canon, it's just like a fun little add-on where you can you can be Plo Koon in that or you can be like Luke in that and, and just kind of see the Fallen Order duels with these new characters, throw them in there just to see what that's like. Uh, Cause Obi-Wan did it and it worked wonders. Uh, unfortunately, I can't find my Xbox Generation 1 anymore, so I haven't been able to play. If it's only there, it's not backwards compatible at all. It's like this, this little gem that only existed on that console, and that's it. Uh, so much. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. Brock? Uh, we're going to go back to PlayStation 2, and it's already been mentioned, the Battlefront uh, series. Uh, I'm going to go with the first one, since we already talked about the second one. I honestly can't remember any of the storyline in either one, but I know the multiplayer on that is what I played the most. It's the only reason I played Battlefront on, or used internet on PlayStation 2, because back then it was just free. <laughs> you just had that <laughs> the game. And the device, uh, the peripheral on the back. I'm actually looking at my PlayStation 2 right now, and I'm like, oh, those are good games. So that I think that was one of the reasons why the new ones for Xbox and PlayStation 4, right? Yeah were such a letdown because it's just like all you had to do was remake this game and they kind of took away some of the good stuff out of there uh but like i liked it i remember the second one is i enjoy the second one as well because there's a little bit more jedi and what have you but like just running around i think i remember the name geonosis not because of the movie <laughs> but because of that game <laughs> i think there was a point where i was like oh i know where i am now this is this is that one in attack of the clones of that planet um so it was so good. 
Uh, yeah, it's like in the same vein. Because could you fly in that one? I think so, right? In part two, yeah, you can grab a ship. In part two, <laughs> not the first one. Because mm. like, there's nothing like replaying the attack of Hoth over and over again <laughs> in different versions of these games. So uh, uh, yeah, I guess I'll just shout out the Battlefront original series. Like it, it was so good. Yeah. And number one, I'll go first. Mine's the only one that matters. Because it's <laughs> Star Wars Racer and Racer Revenge. Thank you, everybody, for watching. <laughs> They're the only two Star Wars games that matter. They're the best Star Wars game. The first one, I used to go into Walmart and play the demo every day. When it came out, I didn't have a Nintendo 64. And then when I got my PlayStation 4 that came with uh, the Battlefront and the Darth Vader on it, it came with the old games. And I love my race. That was all race revenge. Uh, Racer just came out on on the Switch, mm-hmm. and both Xbox and PlayStation. I think it's on whatever. It's old. They're wonderful. You fly. Ben Quadenaros is there. Anakin's there. That's all that matters. Star Wars is Star Wars. Andrew. Uh, okay, for number one, I went again back to Xbox Prime. There. Mm. My Let me guess. Knights. Of, of the old the republic, old republic. That's my number one too. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the high republic, but older and less high. Um, that was just magic, man. That game is yep. pure magic. Uh, it's big, it's dense. Uh, everybody's got something. To, every NPC has something to say to you. Uh, some of them are pretty rude, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> you find like finding my first lightsaber in that game, like just killing a dude and like looking through his stuff and be like. Oh my God! Look what I found! Like I, I, I literally stood up and ran around my room and freaked out. Uh, that just was just the most immersive interactive Star Wars experience I've ever had. Uh, and I, I can't wait for like that magic to be recaptured. Uh, for Star Wars games, it's still the one where I'm like, everything else kind of feels like. Can you match? Even if it's a different kind of game, like even if it's racer, when I play like a. Uh, a game like even Racer, I'd be like, can you match that level of immersion that KOTOR gave me? And some games come real close. Some games don't even exist in the same galaxy, but there's something about KOTOR that stood the test of time, even though the game looks incredibly aged. Uh, and my God, is it ever small in comparison to big games of today? But it's so sort of indicative of what was huge at the time and at the time, that's like the biggest thing. That, that was the cyberpunk of the time in terms of just scale. Uh, and I'm, I'm still waiting for that Star Wars game of the modern era. And it'll happen. But it's gonna be, you're going to be hard-pressed to match that magic of picking up that lightsaber for the first time. Rob, do you have a different number one? Uh, yes, I do. Okay, let's go to let's go to Brock quickly because Brock had the same one, so that, yeah. we'll go to him quickly. Oh, okay. Absolutely, that that game. You can't talk about any other Star Wars adventure role playing not Brock, I lost you. Hi, you. It's not. There we go. Gone. Oh, okay, that's better. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Anyways, I'll start again. Absolutely. Uh, 
Knights of the Old Republic, you can't talk about an adventure role-playing Star Wars game without um, mentioning that. Like, Fallen Order doesn't exist without Knights of the Old Republic. And uh, just that story alone, like Darth Revan, Darth Malak, the first one. And then, yeah, the sec- and the second one is good as well, but, like, you can't outdo that because that storyline of this twist and you're just, it's they've gone they've from a video game that all all of a sudden it's like this matters where like now with the disney purchase like i don't know exactly how it lands in canon i feel like there was a mention of darth revan in one of the shows so it is canon uh they should definitely revisit funny enough i tried replaying it a couple years ago very not replayable just probably because of the old xbox mechanics but like you can't like I have never experienced Star Wars game like that game has, and just like they're the characters I can rename like most of them, and they're not even in a movie or a TV show or a comic. Like it's just, oh maybe there is a comic, but like you know what I mean? Like it's just like wow, and it's. Uh, I hope one day they revive it. I know there was computer game versions of it, and I never really ventured in that, but I don't think it had the same magic. But it looked. I remember seeing previews for that. I'm like, oh, that looks beautiful. <laughs> so. Hopefully they they revisit that someday soon. And we can't we can't ignore the fact that I let you play as a Wookiee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think part of the problem yeah. with revisiting it is the ultimate disappointment that whatever they do, it's going to bring to everybody because yeah. Twitter exists. <laughs> it's Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Rob, take us home. All right, everybody, you ready? Luis just brought up KOTOR right there, and you talked about the PC versions, the best Star Wars universe, I'm just hitting things, I have ever experienced is Star Wars Galaxies. That, that game is literally the bee's knees of everything. The, I mean, you had the slow moving of an RPG. You guys have heard about this, right? Mm-hmm. So when I, so you get you when you first start out the game right you make your character the character the character selection is crazy you can make a rookie with all these different patterns different colors different tints you can give them names you can make a brawler you can make this you can you can fight with your hands you can and, and you get clothes too you get clothes you get armor you can put anything you get you get a whole house you can decorate your house literally you know people spent hours decorating their house, putting all their beautiful armors on the wall. You can move them all around. You had guild cities. No other game in this entire world that I've ever heard had a guild city. Yo, you had a city. You had your local armorsmith. I was part of uh, uh, MEK, which is a Moss Eternal Knights. And we, we, you know, like if you wanted to just be a politician, you could just be a politician. If you want to be a dancer, you can be a dancer. Moisture farmer. But you, the, the grueling fight to become a Jedi in that game is so hard. You, I mean, going from, like, you know, if you wanted to use, you know, marksman, you wanted to become a bounty hunter, you could do that. But this game went through three things. It went through pre-CU, CU, which is combat upgrade, and the new game environment, which I stopped playing because they tried to make it like KOTOR. And I think when you try to be like another game, you take the aspect out. So in this game, you can line up your macros, and you can get your macros and get cool little, you know, attacks and things like that. You could set up, you could be like a medic, but you could also be like a tank. But the grueling fight to become a Jedi, the hours I played with my brother-in-law, 
how much fun uh, Vader coming over you, Imperial Day, where, like, you couldn't attack the Imperials, but the Imperials would be there. They would take over cities, and they would leave uh, raids. You could go on raids. I played this game for almost a year, and I didn't even do a raid. Like, it was that intense. But just check this right here. To become a Jedi, you had to do a lot of quests. One of those quests being, I think it was 30 or 40 quests under Java. When you finally get to become, like, Force-sensitive and you go to the village, you have to do six, six parts to make you a Jedi. And then you'll get your Elder Jedi Scrolls. Each part was three weeks long. No matter if you got it done on day one or day five, you had to wait three weeks for the next phase because they call them phase. So every three weeks, the phase would change. Just become a Jedi. We're talking 18 weeks, people. Like, what? And you you did pay for the game, but it, if you want to just spawn your ship, you can spawn your ship, hit your ship, fly into space, you can fight space pirates, or you can hyperspace to the next planet. Each planet was dangerous. There was dangerous, like Dath and Moon was dangerous. Uh, a few other ones had raincoats just walking around. And it, it just, there's so much to do that. And I've never seen every part of a game so explorable like this game. Like just being able to fly to the next sector, or just run, or just do anything, and just be part of a community. That gets number one because I've never seen a game ever do that because if they did it would be the best game ever and that's why this is one of my most favorite and best game ever is Star Wars Galaxies so you've never played Star Wars Racer or Racer Revenge? Oh, yes, I have that I have that, I love that the days of me being Anakin on those is great too and another one that a lot of people hate is uh, Jedi Power Battles because of how slippy it was but the progression system, you got to play as Blue Crew, so you couldn't do that. And every time you got like a level and you beat the board, you can either make your force powers go up, your health, and you can pick a different combo. So each was, you know, you know, fast. So you had like when you had Qui-Gon was the healer, Obi you had like a fast attack, and Blue Crew was like the strength. So yeah, I played I played a lot of games. There's some that I missed, but Star Wars Galaxy had it all. Yeah, that's a great mention. I forgot about that game, and I was just looking it up as you were talking. It's like, it predates World of Warcraft. Yes. That's wild. Like, yeah. they're the same game. And like, and also there was, like, Final Fantasy XI, like, shortly after that as well. It's just like, it. I remember I had a friend who had it. I never owned it because I wasn't a PC gamer. But I remember watching him play and trying to play, and it's just like, that, that idea of, like, this massive world you can walk around, which is, like, par for the course now like i'm playing i was said i was just playing far cry what's the what's different outside of like not an online component but like every game like pokemon sword has an online component now it's that's wild because it's, it's it's very true star wars just somehow innovates in almost everything it does and it's like that's that's wild oh man galaxies that takes me back wow here's a question for you guys um if you if you had the power to to sort of choose like let's say you take a pre-existing game and you you make it a star wars game so like if you could be like super mario but it's star wars or call of duty but it's star wars which pre-existing game would you take and slap star wars on it super mario but it's star wars you just put the words <laughs> right on which is super star wars only harder so that's uh, me yeah i gotta still say i mean like if like i said if i could slap 
the engine from Star Wars Galaxies on Fallen Order's, you know, lightsaber combat, that would be really nice. Because, again, going back to it, you like, Jedi's and Bounty Hunters had a really, really distinct fight fighting style in that game because the bounty hunters could hit them from far away so that by the time the Jedi would get there the bounty hunter would be in the air it was really 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 hard on how they put that together and that's what I would do I mean with with that whole thing I mean that would that would be my thing it would take that and that nice I'm gonna go like old school 32-bit RPG like take my favorite Chrono Trigger and put Star Wars in. So take that storyline, take that graphic look, put Star Wars universe all over it. it would, or, or to make it more modern, make it Octopath Traveler, but it's, you know, Star Path, Star Wars Path Traveler. Like, Star Wars Path Traveler. And Lucas, Lucas Games smashed together. And I'm like, oh, I would definitely, especially for like that 32-bit uh, right look. I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Star Wars characters all have very well-defined silhouettes, so they're very easily transferable into that 32-bit thing. Man, Octopath Traveler does not get enough credit for how great it is. Um, I think this might be too obvious, um, but I'm a huge Assassin's Creed guy, so give me Assassin's Creed, but <laughs> you know, let me let me climb the buildings of most Eisley. Let me climb the buildings of Coruscant. Dear God, let me walk into Dex's diner. Um, yeah, I want Assassin's Creed, but it's Star Wars, please. Oh, that's that's crazy. <laughs> I thought it'd be so fun, like you like you said, just climbing up and then just being able to pan out and look down on Coruscant from you know that building point of view, the Jedi Temple, and just to keep going up, or maybe get to the top and look in as Master Yoda and all of them are talking through the glass and stuff like that. Dude, that would be crazy. Hell yeah. I'd never leave my couch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and another thing I've thought about Star Wars Galaxy that they held true, so Sunrider's Destiny, that's what uh, Obi-Wan's crystal was called, we all know this, that crystal was only obtainable in the first two games at some point in the third game they actually made that quest unattainable unless you were one of the original players that played from day one so if you had that there was people that were actually selling that online like we all this with diablo yeah they were selling that thing because in the end game of it it could make the best jedi armor so that you could have a tank jedi go in with that but if you didn't have that you didn't have that and that's the way that game did. And that right there, when games take things away and make players that have played from the beginning stronger than you because of what and how long they played, that's a game too. That's pretty cool. That sounds like if LucasArts had made the Oasis from Ready Player One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah just, just a sort of a thousand truths or whatever. <laughs> that, yeah, you know, gaming, it's fun. There's lots of things. I got, I just said the uh, Revenge of the Sith video game was <laughs> one of yeah. the only games based on a movie that actually kind of worked as a video game. Yeah. I have to bring that up. I, I bought it on Xbox, the original Xbox, and uh, I just thought it would be terrible. And I I think I beat that game, actually. Mm. Probably not, but I think yeah, I did. <laughs> there, was was lot, there was a lot of fun. There are a lot of Star Wars video games. And supposedly a lot more to come. This was a lot of fun, guys. Thanks for uh, yes. thanks for hanging out with me on Christmas Eve to talk about Star Wars video games. You're welcome. And always remember, guys, 
Yeah. <laughs> That's Rob, Andrew, and Brock was always scum. Oh, Rebel Scum. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.